who doesn't love the theme from Dallas? Great TV show, that. And welcome back to Range Anxiety post-Cyber Rodeo. And of course, as you might have thought, you know, there isn't a song called Austin. We're going to be talking all about Texas today and what happened in Austin at the Cyber Rodeo. If you get bored hearing stories about uh, Elon, and look at this, the car said, No, I don't, Daddy. Look, see, it's talking to me. It's telling me I'm about to run into something here because we're doing a, a drive-along in the Tesla Model 3 performance today. If you find all of that stuff dead shit boring, and then turn off your range anxiety right now because uh, we're going to have a lot of road noise, a lot of wind noise. The weather's turning shit here in South Australia. Right at the same time, that Gareth's just giving me some nasty hand signals there. He's he's working on a smoker's car, and it stinks. Yep, who would smoke? I don't anymore, so kids, don't be one yourself. Now, that was a really muddled up intro, um, but turn off now if you don't like hearing about all things Tesla, because today, this Epicast is really, really devoted to that. Hopefully, we've got some of our volume issues under control. On the epicast i reckon i reckon we're gonna be sounding good i had someone threaten me the other day threaten me and said i'm gonna tune out if i've got to wind the volume up so high so i fixed the speaker i think i have and i'm shouting like shit into the speaker so you should be able to hear me and if you can't you're just probably deaf so righto what was cyber rodeo for all of you guys and girls that don't know about it. Of course, it was the launch of the uh, Austin, Tesla Austin uh, Gigafactory. Oh, the public viewing. There were 15,000 tickets that went on offer and they, they you can't buy them, you get invited to a cyber rodeo. Oh, look, key not detected. Yes, I know that. We're going keyless today, Model 3. Unfortunately, we're not going a road noiseless. But anyway, there were 15,000 tickets given out uh, a few to internationals, a couple of guys I know from Singapore made their way over there. Anyone from Adelaide, anyone from Australia, Beulah, no. No, I didn't get an invite. I'm about as significant uh, to the whole operation at Tesla as fly shit on a map of the world. So there you go. You heard that one here first, but I think you already knew that one. Just let me turn my head. I've got to get out in some traffic here. Oh, we got a Model 3, so we can just put our foot down and go. We don't need much of a gap. One of the joys. So let's go on to uh, autopilot. There you go. Thank you. And uh, we will talk while the Telstra drives. What were some of the key points? Well, Elon looks particularly good as a gay cowboy with his cyber radio uh, shirt on and uh, and a uh, his, his uh, ten gallon hat. That's what it looked like. Um, yeah, it looked pretty good if you like that kind of thing. But the setup itself was typical um, Tesla throw the party of the year kind of approach, which is what they do when they open a factory. And it was just phenomenal. A lot of money, a lot of time, and a lot of uh, all sorts of things had gone into setting up Cyber Rodeo. There was a massive fairground out there. There were people everywhere. There was music. There was uh, old Nicholas Tesla coils sparking and zapping away in the air. But most importantly, there was a lot of new um, technology on display there that has previously not been seen. So we'll talk about that today and we'll see what it actually means um, for the company and, and more to the point, 
of the investors, but more to the point for you, should you buy one of these cars at, at any, any time soon. You know, you're waiting a long time for a Tesla now. In fact, you're waiting a long time for any car right about now with all the supply chain shortages and all of the general, you know, hullabaloo and shit that's gone on around the world post COVID. But they've started uh, turning out the Model Y from this factory. Now the Model Y briefly came online for sale in Australia and then very quickly went offline again. All of you that got in and ordered one, when it was online got given a message saying, uh, yeah, we're not planning, uh, we don't know when it's coming to Australia at this stage, orders aren't open, yada, 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 pretty much bad luck, you've ordered something that doesn't exist. Anyone that's a Tesla fanboy would know that that's quite normal. I've ordered heaps of stuff off them that doesn't exist, so and probably never will. So that's cool. You know, uh, think Cybertruck, think Tesla Bot. Yeah, they're uh, Tasmanian Tigers or Unicorn Tears. Those things, maybe. But the Model Y, interesting car, the bigger SUV version of the Model Three, and you know, setting sales records, taking the world by storm. This thing when they can make enough of them. Um, they're being made there and there are a few that were delivered there on that day it was a delivery event as well obviously there were like 20 or something cars that they drove across the stage they have the game changer of all game changers in them knowing is the 4680 structural cell pack let me explain normally batteries in any electric car hang under the floor if it's a properly designed one not like some of the oh thank you autopilot not like some of the bullshit excuses we've seen where they take a, a petrol car and stuff batteries in any transmission tunnel hole that exists but a properly designed car is what they call a skateboard design and uh, you build the floor pan and the front end at the rear end of the car and then you hang the batteries under the car so it's dead weight gives a low center of gravity but it's dead weight. Indeed, the Model 3 Performance I'm driving now has that skateboard design and it is properly dead weight. Where the structural pack differs is that it becomes the floor pan. So there is no floor pressing you need. It's just a mega or giga casted, one massive casting that's the whole front of the car, one massive casting that's the rear structure of the car and the structural pack joins to it to make the car out of three pieces. Incredible stuff. And not only that, but stuff like the seats mount directly to the pack. It truly is a structural member of the car. It reduces cost, it reduces weight, and improves assembly times, and improves structural rigidity of the vehicle. So it's a win, 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 win. Why isn't everyone doing this? Because not everyone has the investment into the technology to make the cars this way. They're all just working off old shithouse designs that they're already keyed for, uh, keyed up for, and yeah, they're well behind the eight ball. This is a true game changer. Yeah, we're gonna try and do autopilot most of the way today. So these 4680 cars, oh, we got a bit of a traffic jam here, came rolling out and not only are they structural, the packs, but they use like the, the 4680 cell. So four, you know, 4.6 centimeters round and, and eight centimeters high, pretty big cell. They call them a beer can cell versus like the pen, like the, the 2170s or 1865s that in the previous cars. And they're uh, a, a tabless design, all of which means to you, if you're not a, a battery engineer, is that they're bigger, they're simpler to make, they're cheaper to make, 
so it brings the cost down. They're more energy dense, right? <laughs> and lighter. So what that means is for a given kilowatt hour pack, you're gonna go further. Yeah, that's right, it's hard to understand that, but apparently that's the way it works. So more power, you're gonna go further and cheaper. This is the game changer that everyone's been waiting for. However, it's not quite that straightforward. Who would have thought? While it's a game changer for Tesla, at least initially, they're only gonna be offered on the, the lower end of the spectrum, the lower performance, smaller battery cars. Now, there's a couple of reasons for this. The first reason is that they're self-constrained. They can't make enough of them for the big cars. And to show that they were never really planning to make them for the big cars, at least not for a long time, is the fact that the Plaid uses the oldest battery technology they have, which is the 1865, the small cells, the Penlight, you know, double A, similar sized cell, right? So Plaid's not using 4680, and it'll be interesting to see if Cybertruck does. The reason I say this is because even though they're lighter, they're more energy dense, they give better performance, better range, da 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 they can't apparently, this is the inside goss, they can't be discharged as quickly. What that means is that you won't accelerate as quickly. So in a pure performance application where it's all about the power and nothing about the, you know, range or whatever lightness, the traditional cells are still gonna be a better bet till they can change the electrolyte chemistry or whatever it is that's needed to make the 4680 more suitable. Now, this is just something I've worked on and something I've come across in my own ways. Doesn't mean it's necessarily the truth, but I'm, I'm banking on that. That's why they're offering them in the smaller range, lower end performance cars. So 4680 will be cool. Finding any real world reviews as far as range and so on, after such a short amount of time of being out in the public eye, finding any real-world reviews, it's like trying to find a Cybertruck in the wild. It's basically almost impossible. So let's have a talk about Cybertruck because that's pretty much all I was interested in. It's the Cyber Rodeo for the Cybertruck at the home of the Cybertruck. Now, Musk was very clear to point out, if you listen to him and you know how to, how to interpret Muskalese like I do, oh, I think I do, he was very quick to point out that everything's done in-house. So you get raw materials in one end of the factory and you get a finished car out the other end of the factory. And he was showing how all of this worked on a bit of a flow chart of the factory. And they had this big unused yet to be commissioned area. That will be the Cybertruck line, I would think. Um, to prove that even more or to back up what I'm saying is that only two days after the event, oh, I'm gonna get stuck at these lights. Everyone's going so slowly, this is bad news. No, I'm not, I made it. Yo, beauty. Um, to back up what I said, within a couple of days of Cyber Rodeo finishing, they had the side torn out of the Gigafactory, yeah, upstairs, and were loading new machinery into it. That's how they do it. That's how well they've designed this factory. It's the biggest of its type in the world. It's the most advanced car factory in the world. And if you want to put stuff in upstairs that won't go through the front doors, you just pull the wall out and then just place it back in afterwards. How simple and cool is that? 
why haven't people been doing this forever? I don't know why. But I'd be thinking uh, this would be part of the GigaPress setup for Cybertruck. It's going to require some massive uh, castings. It's going to require a massive <coughs> GigaPress to do this. And yeah, they were being loaded. Uh, now, there were a couple of Cybertrucks on display. I was kind of hoping there was going to be more. <coughs> there was the original, the original old girl. And uh, it was there with its, uh, as Paul Halzon, Blue Blue, would say, with its wheelie bin wheels on it and its, you know, <clears throat> polished stone, brush finished stainless body. It was there, but also the, the, the beta mule was there. And it was fitted, uh, that, that's, that's the newer Cybertruck in production, guys, with uh, the updated wheels, uh, the mirrors, which are detachable, according to Elon, the mirrors, the... Um, what else? It got the wiper, which is like one big long arm, but it's actually got two wiper heads hiding under it, if you look closely enough, and I know some people did. And it also had the full uh, tow pack on it, which is pretty cool. Um, so, you know, it was designed to take big trailers. It had the hitch, had everything. So, you know, obviously this thing's going to have to tow a Mozza. And for anyone to actually buy one and have it to be useful, it's going uh, to need to be able to tow. Um it had a yoke, I think I just said that, and uh, as the 20 Model Ys they were delivering were, were driving across the stage and ready to go down one side and out the other for their new owners, Cybertruck rocked up and out jumps Franz von Holzhausen, and he is the chief designer at Tesla and obviously a good mate of Musk's and they were, they were making jokes and you know, this truck, they're, they're gonna go to massive size in terms of production this truck will be being built this year, delivery start 2023. Tesla are living up to their previous promise and saying no more new models for 22. So 23 it is for Cybertruck. They were all pretty excited. They said, yes, this is definitely happening. This is the timeline. So 2022, it looks like is going to be the year of the massive upscale with you know, well over a million cars being punched out. And into the waiting arms of all of the Tesla files, 2023 is gonna be the year of new models. And how many new models is that gonna be? Well, we know it's Cybertruck for sure. I, I'm banking on that now. And you know, you can hang draw and quarter me if I get that right one wrong. Cybertruck is out. It's alien technology. It's gonna be a truck unlike any other truck the world's seen. Some people might think that's good. Some people, some people might say, oh, that's terrible. So it looks shit house. It looks flipping brilliant in my eyes. And uh, they bring this thing to scale with all of the features. Like it's got four wheel steer now. They showed that off earlier in the day, not on stage. It's got crab walk. It can do all those sorts of things. And I believe it'll have the battery tech. It'll have a high discharge rate, 4680 cell pack in it, which is why it already hasn't been produced. I don't think there's anything that tough about the exoskeleton or you know tooling it up in fact once it's done it should be quite deliciously simple from a tooling point of view I think what's happened is that Tesla don't want to be caught in the wheel ruts of every other EV truck that's been released or about to be released which is where it has mediocre range and when you hook up a trailer or a load to it it's got no range at all those trucks will be useless 
And I think if Tesla were to make that mistake, it would show that they've learned nothing over their 10 years, you know, head start. So I would expect to see a truck that will tow for 500 miles, you know, 800 kilometers at a big capacity, or maybe for four or 500 kilometers at full 11 to 14 ton capacity. If it can do that, it is indeed game over for the competition because they are just literally years away from being able to do that. Why is that? Because they buy, they buy their cells in from conventional cell manufacturers, whereas Tesla are now doing all of these cells in-house at Roadrunner in Fremont, Nevada, possibly New York, and most definitely um, the Austin Gigafactory because they had them. They had the machines there on the tour showing how 4680s are made at Giga Texas. And this will be the first of the electric car companies, or Tesla R, the first of the electric car companies in the world that make their own cells. So to me, that is the hold up. They can have the truck out there now, they can have it competing with Rivian, they can have it competing with the GMC Hummer, which is just like a behemoth that makes no sense to me, at least the Rivian makes some kind of sense. But unless it has a com complete and clear advantage and can do the mileage, it's just gonna be another electric truck and a weird looking one at that. So, oh, am I gonna get the drag lane here? I reckon I am. I reckon, yes, I'm at the front of the queue on the, on the lane that gets blocked off and goes into merging traffic. I'm in the merge and I'm up alongside a Volkswagen Amarok. I don't think we'll have any problems there. So yeah, that's my cost advantage thing and, and function advantage thing to Tesla. Let's see if I'm wrong. I'm still hanging for my cyber truck. Another important thing that happened is they canned, they canned a model. They canned what was supposed to be the Model 2, the little baby cheap Tesla. They see no place for it. Tesla see there being no advantage to them in a $25,000 US car. And let me ex explain why. It's not because they just want to sell cars to rich people because rich people are the only ones that get it. No, they don't believe people will be buying that many cars that soon. They're putting all their eggs in one basket of autonomous robo-taxis. And where one car can serve five or 10 families, you won't need to buy and sell as many cars, let alone making a cheap car that everybody can afford. Now, apparently this is a very futuristic looking product. And if Musk is out there saying it looks futuristic, that means, holy hell, <laughs> hang on, because things are about to get crazy out there. You know, it, 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 he reckons it's on the edge, this thing. And it's going to be a proper driverless autonomous vehicle. And it's going to send many automakers broke. And it's, well, potentially going to make Tesla very, very even more wealthy. I think it's needed. I, I don't think people should be being as greedy with cars and owning, you know, five or 10 cars to do the job of one. Let's have your old banger V8 sitting in the shed so you can get a warm fuzzy. But when you want to go out at night, pull your Tesla autonomous driverless robo taxi because that will be where it's at. Again, just my opinion and I might be very, very wrong, but I doubt it. What else did they ramble on about? Well, Tesla bot. Now, I would like a Tesla bot, it would be a cool thing. Uh, I wouldn't let it do things like take the dog for a walk because I like doing that. And I wouldn't let it do things like cook a barbecue on the weekend 
because I like doing that. And I certainly wouldn't let it drive me around because I like doing that too. And, you know, ScoMo and Albo aren't going to be letting that happen for us Aussies, I would think, anytime soon. What would I let it do? Wash the windows, do the vacuuming, vacuum up the leaves from outside, maybe cut the lawn if I had some and I don't anymore. Thank goodness gracious for that. But that's the sort of things that Tesla Bot will be doing. Not initially, it'll be in the factories. It'll be doing the jobs that some of the robots do at Tesla before it can be trained for more mundane sort of civilian tasks. And it'll be great because it'll release us from our, our drudgery. I think it's a good word for it. Uh, Musk promises that next year. Do I see that happening next year? No way in the world. I would say Tesla bot is still years away. Three, four. Prove me wrong, Elon. But going on, I mean, you know, going on your timeline so far, I reckon I'm going to be pretty safe to know that it's not going to be here anytime soon. Um, at least this time, it was a real one or two of them that they had on display and not grimy jumping around in some Tesla bot jumpsuit, which I'm pretty sure is what happened at AI Day. Now, people have said that Musk released a whole lot of nothing at this event. And people love saying that, you know, they love seeing the negatives of it. But it was all pretty clear if you got, you know, two ears and one mouth and use them in that quantity. Production, massive upscale 2022. Trying to hit new delivery targets and trying to deliver everything that's been ordered. 2023, we see Cybertruck released. We see, apparently, Tesla bot released. We see the autonomous robo-taxi brake cover. And most importantly of all, for all of the long-term Tesla fans that have been out there for a long time, longer than me even, is that Roadster is finally promised with its SpaceX package for 2023. Now, it's, you know, people say that's just talk. That's just more Elon talk and look, it might well be. But what gives me some hope and makes me think that it's a pretty dead set certainty is that the order page, which has been down for over 12 months now, has just come back online for Roadster. And it says deliveries 23 and you can now start putting money down again. Now, it's not as if Big Daddy Elon's looking for money. I mean, he's just totally funded a factory that's biggest of its type in the world, like I've said, and big enough, according to Elon, to fit 194 billion hamsters. Paul, hey babe, will be happy to know that. Oscar's got room to have a family or a few billion. But yeah, roads to coming online is the biggest clue ever. So we're gonna have one year of massive production and we're going to have one year, 2023 is going to be a great year, I think, for this company because it's going to be new model after new model after new model and it's going to set the world alight. Like, not literally, not a battery fire. It's going to set the world alight with just some great technology and some totally awesome motor cars. So would you like to be a normal, traditional car manufacturer now that doesn't can't even comprehend casting a subframe for a car? <laughs> You wouldn't want to be one for quids, would you? Because all Cyber Rodeo or Cyber Rodeo did for me is steal my belief that for some, the sky's the limit 
and by others that end is very near. And thank you once more for listening to Range Anxiety. <laughs>